Hi there, um, welcome to the Byte Size podcast. I'm Chris College, Cloud Solutions Specialist here at Byte, and I'm joined today by Andrew Edge. Say hello. Hi. And, uh, and Tom Hughes. Say hi. Hello, hello Tom Hughes. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, from Simpsons Associates, uh, they're uh, one of our partners, but which one of you would like to give an overview of Simpsons Associates and how you guys work with Byte's? I'll, I'll do that. So, so yes, yeah, Andrew here. So um, Simpsons Associates has been going for about 30 years and uh, we're a Microsoft Gold partner, partnering with Bytes, as Chris has mentioned, and we uh, focus purely on data and uh, do everything from data strategies and uh, envisaging solutions right through to actually building platforms and including data science and, and training and in particular visualizations using Power BI. We're a really passionate uh, bunch around data delivery delivering data-driven solutions for customers. Perfect. Thanks for that, Andrew. Um, so look, we've got a really special session in store for everyone today. Uh, we're going to be talking about exactly that. We're going to be talking about all things data, data strategy, looking at some of the key challenges organizations need to overcome in order to transform into a data-driven business. Uh, and I've just realized I've used the buzzword already, so pound in the jar for me. Um, there's data-driven data-centric, data-orientated. Um, do either one of you want to give us uh, a bit more about that term, what it means and, and why it seems to have been such a, a lasting buzzword in the industry for now? So, uh, Tom, so I'll go first. If you want to also give your view, Tom, that'd be, that'd be brilliant, yeah. I think. So, so from my perspective, I think uh, it's really about having data as a, as, a, as a function in its own right within an organization. And I think that's really, really key. So people have been talking about being more data-driven and making better use of the data um, for, for a long, long, long time now. And I hate all those cliches. I'm going to put some more pounds in the jar, Chris, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, data is the new oil and all that kind of stuff. To be honest, it has been for a long, long, long time. And I think people are just starting to recognize it. And it, it's really about utilizing it for better outcomes in your organization that's what it's about so it's not really about um, um being able to handle big data and all that kind of stuff it should really focus on actually making the best use of it to make better decisions uh, either reducing risk or maximizing opportunities hmm. so exactly what he said i couldn't agree more Kelsey Breeze, I'd say the only bit that I'd, I'd kind of bolt on to the end of that, and maybe it leads into other questions as well, is um, I think for a very long time, um, organizations have viewed data as, as IT's responsibility and it belonging to an application um, and not really seen it as an enterprise asset. It's a tool, as Andrew's saying, to drive and form decisions from the top of an organization to the bottom. And it's something that everybody needs to appreciate, own, uh, adopt, and, and drive value from. So it's that recognition, that shift from, you know, data is something that sits in applications to actually data is an asset that we should all be taking advantage of and, and exploiting and using to, to drive our organization forward. I think there's been a lot of things over the last couple of years we'll talk about, and there's been a scene shift away from, from that old school thinking of data sits in applications to actually data is this dynamic that we can, we can use across the organization. So here's something interesting about that, um, because according to a recent study, only 5% of global executives trust their data uh, 5% seems like a low number. Does that surprise you? No. No. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think there's probably two bits I, I pull out there. Um, one is, I, I think that, that what, and we'll come back to this, um, data ownership is key and sponsorship of data is key. And that should go all the way up to the chief executive. 
you know, an organization is going to succeed around data. It needs to have data ownership and responsibility all the way to the top. And I think that that is something that's, that's progressing with organizations. But I, I still think that in lots of cases, the chief exec has not always been involved and taken ownership and accountability. And I think those organizations that are really being successful have recognized that and moved forward in that area. Um, I think the other piece as well is if you then drive down up to that thing around data belongs in applications and, and in silos, organizations haven't brought their data together and they haven't managed it properly. They haven't identified quality issues. They haven't put in place mechanisms to correct quality issues. Um, I remember reading a stat a few years ago from I think it was Forrester around customer records and saying that customer records decay 12% year on year. So if you have these data silos, you don't bring them together, you don't use data, you don't own it and adopt it. Uh, it sits in buckets and it decays and it becomes inconsistent and played with quality issues. So you've got two things, you need sponsorship from the top to say, we're gonna fix this. And then you need to bring the data together and make it available at all different levels. So people actually own it and improve it and maintain it. Um, that's my two pennies worth. I'm sure Andrew's probably got a, a dozen more things that we can bring in there. Yeah, yeah I have, but, but I mean, just, that's, that's brilliant. I mean, I, I, just a couple more comments. It's really about, when we talk about ownership, like Tom, it's, it's about ownership of not just the data itself, but those business terms as well, I think is a key point. So I've often found, you know, when people have that, that, that 5% don't, you know, don't trust their data often comes from those meetings or those discussions that people have, you know, on a Monday morning or whatever about the past week's performance, or indeed in terms of strategic reviews and stuff like that, where they're trying to, you know, again, make decisions based on packs of uh, packs of, uh, uh, of of reports and stuff. And and the debate will always be around, well, is that number right? Is it, is it, where did it come from? What's its derivation? How was it calculated? Surely it can't be right because it's showing us something that doesn't look right and we don't believe in it. So it's the root cause of that, I think, is actually generally, um, as Tom says, it's really about kind of ownership, but really about definition as well, because actually it, the data quality often enough is actually quite good in a lot of organisations. It's just not really uh, understood. Thanks for that, guys. That's really useful. So let's pull out some more facts from the same study then. 91% uh, of enterprises are focusing on transforming legacy technologies. That's not surprising, right? I don't think that's going to surprise anyone on this call. What is surprising is that only 40% of them think that they're succeeding. Uh, and a large part of that is due to their data. How do we think that data transformation plays a part in that? And how can organizations build a more robust digital transformation strategy by using their data? That's a great one, Chris, and I might I might put Andrew on that one in a second. But one thing that I couple with that, I remember uh, reading a study by, I think it was Experian, which which pulled out that forty four percent of application migrations uh, failed due to poor data quality, and it was looking primarily at organisations migrating from old legacy on premise systems to you know new modern digital platforms in the cloud, um, and in most cases, data was a bit of an afterthought. So they, they'd identified the technology they want to move to and all the bells and whistles and all the shiny stuff at the front end, but then they just pick up the data and try and slam it into the new application without really um, studying the data, identifying the quality issues. And that, that kind of goes into that digital transformation piece. So that, that was just a bit like throwing that directly. Andrew, is that one you want to pick up a bit more? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was coming come at it a slightly different angle, actually, I think, just mm -hmm. from a different uh, opinion. It's just that um, I think 
you know, data in itself actually can help drive um, uh, proper kind of integrations, I think, between systems. So, so after when I think people are, are doing digital transformations and, and, and trying to uh, realign their platforms or, you know, migrate to the cloud or actually unify solutions and stuff like that, they'll take a, a stance, which is either, right, I'm going to take my all my various different siloed uh, line of business systems, I'm going to put them in all in one place. And, and that project tends to last a long time. Um, so where data can help with that is actually it can allow you to uh, if you take the right approach to uh to integration um either by having uh point-to-point -point integrations or a centralized solution something like a, a master data management platform it can really really speed up your delivery i think of of these of the these digital transformations because actually all of them all these line, line of business systems rely on data yeah at the core and um I, I, together with processes and stuff so and actually to that point it can actually even inform you of what the processes are within the organization to help you understand actually how to implement those line of business system changes perfect thank you for that um so i suppose andrew i remember you and i speaking recently uh and one of the things you mentioned really stood out to me uh, you said that the lack of understanding of cloud technologies and the appreciation that technical expertise is about approach rather than a specific technology is the important yep. part here. Uh, yep. Could you give me an example of where maybe you've come into a project where people have like a shopping list of technologies? Uh, they say, oh, we've, we've, we've been sold this technology. You know, we've had the account manager and the solutions engineering from X technology. Yep. Uh, and they've come to you and they said, this is our shopping list and why that might be the wrong approach. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I remember the conversation. It was, it's, it's really about, uh, well, so an example would be, uh, I, I want, I, I need SSIS skills specifically with, uh, within, uh, so that's integration services, but an ETL tool, um, I, because that's what my team, uh, uh, uses and that's what we've got internal capability around. And it might be, there's loads of other things like that. You know, it might be that actually using Tableau or, or Alteryx or some other tools that are very specific and very proprietary. And, and where that hinders organizations is basically they try to then, uh, as we discussed previously, Chris, is they try to orientate solutions around that technology. And, and, and I think the key to unlocking that is because a lot of that's down to fear, actually, of individuals, if I'm honest, um, and, and being unaware of what, what things, particularly with Azure, um, it, you know, a lot of the technologies can be picked up very, very easily. And so a lot of it is driven by fear and that resistance to, to change and, a, and, a, and a, a, a lack of kind of understanding that uh, it's more about actually how do these things hang together and the principles of how they hang together and that's where the expertise lies with a lot of these individuals and, and teams within organizations they know how to do it they just don't necessarily know how to do it in that particular tool and really that's quite straightforward in a lot of cases you know and it just needs a bit of training so i think and i, I have seen there's too many to talk about to be honest chris because i'm also aware of I've, I've encountered this and you see it on cvs actually when people are employing employing people you know look for skills rather than as in you know particular technology skills rather than actually do they know how to uh, model data or do they know how fundamentally how to create impactful reporting or etc etc you know so i think i think there's a big fear there 
Yeah, I, I think just from what I've seen, it's examples of people focusing on how to actually achieve something as opposed to what they're trying to achieve, right? It's, it's you know, what are the business outcomes that someone has defined a data project for? And then they're going, okay, well, how do we do that? As opposed to, are they the right outcomes? Is that relevant to the business? Yeah. And what's going to be the value around that? So, Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I've got, I think... I'd say it is my stat now, Chris. I don't know whether it's right or not. It's an edge stat rather than a, uh, an official one. But I, at 90% of the, the data strategies I see uh, start with we're going to we're going to move stuff to the cloud and we're going to use X technology, as you said, right? And so it's all about the how and not the what. And I, uh, you know, if, you, if anybody's listened to me um, talk about data, data strategies before, you'll know my mantra is always about. Uh, creating one that orientates around what we're going to what we need to try and achieve where we are now and then that how bit is that is to, involves the technology processes and capability as well in order to get there but as you say chris so many people just focus on that 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 how um, and then it quickly gets derailed so i think with that being said let's let's be fair to the how um, <laughs> you know how to deliver something uh, once that what is defined it's still a crucial part, I think. And, and, and yeah. you know, I feel like one of the most common oversights people make is how easy or not strategies might actually be to exact. You know, cloud providers, data technology providers, all of them love to sell the dream that you can be doing big data and machine learning and AI in the click of a few buttons. Uh, and of course, we know that it's actually quite a bit more complex than that mm-hmm. and that teams might not necessarily have the skills do you guys think there's a skills gap? Maybe one for you, Tom. Do you think there's a, a skills gap amongst most organisations when trying to deliver on a data strategy? Mm, I think inevitably there's there's always an element of a skills gap. I think it varies depending on the the sectors that you're you're focusing on. I do a lot of work in in public services, and there obviously it's slightly more challenging for them to attract the right skills and the right resources to support the delivery with some of these technologies. That being said, um, I think you know. Bringing this question back to the previous question as well, it, it starts about understand well, you know, but understanding you know, what we're trying to achieve as an organisation, what are the outcomes, what are the KPIs, and building that business view of requirement, and then identifying the right approaches and the right technologies, and then making sure we've got the right skills or we can train up with those. And there's multiple different ways of addressing these challenges. People get hung up or, or focused on we must have AI or we must have chatbots or we must have ML because that's what's been sold by, you know, a particular technology vendor. And actually, if you take a step back and look at, well, what are you trying to achieve and where do you get value and what's best fit for you? Um, there's always an element of a skills gap, but we find that normally organizations have, you know, nuggets of gold, I call them in their organization, SMEs out in the business in particular areas that are currently undertaking all the manual reporting processes and the insight processes that are really frustrated. They're spending 80% of their time crunching spreadsheets of data and 20% of it, then turning it into a visualization. And they fire it over to the executives who don't understand it, ask a million questions, and they go back through the process to answer them. And actually, it's about taking those people, bringing those into a, a center of excellence, applying the right technologies and approaches to deliver on the business outcomes and training those people up to become you know, skilled data providers or stewards or analysts or, or data science specialists. Um, I think there's there's a skills gap, but it's actually probably smaller than sometimes I feel gets played up. But that's that's my experience. Andrew works across a number of different sectors and might have a, a different take from some of his experiences there. Uh, Tom, I agree completely. 
I've never heard Andrew say that before. Um, wow. So we'll take we'll, we'll, we'll... that run. Fuck it, will we? Perfect. No, I think that's really good. And, and that echoes sort of conversations that I'm having around cloud and infrastructure. We're sort of saying if you build a business case around just adopting maybe platform services and things like that, you'll actually be able to realign people who understand data to. Uh, not necessarily doing the day-to-day, the I don't want to call it boring, but it is quite boring, that kind of stuff where it's not adding value to the business apart from keeping the lights on and actually starts focusing them on the ideas and the value that they can sort of go and drive through different data projects. And they're the, they're the best people to go and do it because if you get someone external to, you, you know, let's say you get a contractor in to do that, they're not necessarily always going to understand the nuance of your business. They just need to understand where to realign people throughout their business. I, I think, Chris, that's a really good point because actually, so when people probably describe that they've got a lack of capability, a lot of it is is really down to distribution of the resource, actually. So, you know, I, I, you know the, I often see projects not... Or, or, or flounder let's say it's probably a more politically correct word but flounder yeah, because um the, the 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 team that's meant to be driving that that forward have got a day job and and the, the it's at the date the data project is a project yeah it's just something on the side and i think that's where actually you know to to uh, so so that capabilities is lacking in that in the project in the, in the project development and it doesn't succeed and and then when people ask at a high level, well, why why isn't it being done yet? Why haven't we achieved this? It's you know it should be quite straightforward. We've got the skills, and they just go, well, oh, we just didn't have time because this came up or that came up or whatever. Um, so that actually really is the responsibility of the the, the the leadership team to give direction and and actually allow that project to not be a project, almost be something that is a living, breathing thing and part of business as usual. So I think that's probably one of the keys actually to unlocking that capability. Perfect. I think so a lot of people might be listening today and they're sat there going, okay, this all sounds well and good. Uh, There's absolutely no way we've got the budget for this right now or I'm not sure about Mm -hmm. how to go about building a business case to get it. Uh, I get that right. It's it's hard to quantify some of the intangible benefits that you know you've just mentioned around unlocking data and what that's actually going to mean for the business. Um, so I, I suppose, what are some avenues that people can explore, or what kind of questions would you recommend them asking internally uh, to sort of get cracking and, and to get projects on the table, or not projects if you don't want to call them projects. If you want to treat it as a business function, let's say people go, that's really valuable. How do we do that? what kind of things would they be asking internally to, to try and get that process in flight? Mm. I'm happy to start on that yeah, and then maybe it. pass it yeah. to I'd say there's, there's two routes that we often find at that stage. One is organizations need to recognize that they need to build out and deliver on a proper enterprise data strategy. The other option is they recognize they need to do that, but they're not ready to do that, they, they haven't got the commitment they need to be able to achieve that, and they're going to struggle to get that today. And in those scenarios, and it, it maps across both, we talk about start small and think big. So we like to sit down with organizations and help those people in those roles. And it might be IT going out and having conversations with the business. We want to help them facilitate a conversation around where can data actually drive value? And are there some specific examples of use cases 
questions that business are trying to answer that they can't, that we know that delivering as a, a sprint, a first, and we're not talking about a proof of concept, we're talking about an actual deliverable, a proof of value, something we can deliver that's going to prove value that we can then champion across the organization that's going to enable us to scale both scale technically in terms of a solution and that what we build there in that proof of value has got to be using uh, approaches and technologies that are fully scalable, but also enable us to go back and have that conversation. And okay, we proved some value around data, but we need a proper data strategy to support us to go to the next level. So that's one, one avenue. I don't know, Andrew, whether more broadly kicking off a data strategy where those organizations are sat there struggling to take that first step and, and that's the direction they really need to go whether you want to comment on that piece well yeah yeah i think i think it's really 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 simple to get going because i think a lot of people struggle with trying to develop the business case or the data strategy because it's actually um either a head of business intelligence or a head of data or somebody in it like we were talking about earlier um uh, that, that's trying to drive that agenda so trying to come up with reasons why deliver that business case, justify it and all that kind of stuff. I, I think it's really, really what, what, what organizations need to do to, to succeed is the CEO needs to put it down as a pillar and the leadership team need to have it as a pillar in its own right and say what they want from data. That's absolute number one uh, thing for driving driving it forward otherwise basically i've seen a lot of organizations do this you end up kind of you, you get there but you get there and, and you know and struggle to understand well how do i get it started like you're saying chris you know how do i actually get manage to uh, wade through this kind of political kind of treacle and um and, and it, it really it needs to be mandated for, from above that this is an important thing on the on the agenda which com complements what you're saying i think tom thanks andrew all right, perfect. Well, look, guys, uh, I think that's all we have time for today. Uh, all that's left to do is thank you, Simpson Associates, uh, for your time this morning and being a valuable partner to Bytes and the organisations that we all mutually work with. Uh, and to thank everybody listening today and tuning in yet again to the Bite Size podcast. Have a great day, everyone.